Welcome to Life in Space. By Audio Surgeon. This is episode three, What is Life in Space? But before I begin, I'd like to disclaimer that all of my opinions are my own. I am not a professional, but I do like to explore synthesis, uh, music production, mixing, and all sorts of other cool things. And uh, in this episode, I like to ask the question, what is life in space? And maybe I don't even know how to answer that question myself, but maybe uh, it can be interpreted any way that the listener or the audience would like to interpret themselves. Um, I kind of look at it as my artist's persona or my character, I guess I would say, is in a sense suspended in space, unseen, different, unsure, but always looking forward. Um, this is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, again, I'm just a beginner at this. I really haven't done much YouTubing before, but I've decided to go a different approach and do like a podcast type show. Uh, this is something I feel more comfortable with. Um, I do enjoy playing synthesizers, modular, semi-modular synthesizers. Right now, uh, there is a melody playing on my sub-37. Uh, an interesting melody. I uh, use this one quite a bit. Uh, it's kind of a new thing that I've been working on, but uh, is a sequence of three notes that are playing in sequence uh, in a range of a plus two. I also have the Korg monologue, and I have uh, a melody I've been working on here. Kind of has that spacey zone feeling that it's kind of uh, wide, it's open, it's very indecisive too. But uh, I, I like to tend to think that uh, my music kind of speaks a different language. It's something that uh, uh, otherwise I can't do on my own. It allows me to be creative. It allows me to do all kinds of things that uh, I normally wouldn't. But uh, where to start? I really honestly don't know where to start with this, but I guess I'll just kind of go and we'll talk about production, uh, music genres, soundscapes, mixing, and just overall having fun um, in doing this kind of music. Uh, it's a very explorative kind of music. Uh, a lot of people are starting to get interested in synthesizers uh, and are going to experience that uh, it's really 
honestly uh, a cool experience uh, it's exciting uh, sometimes it can be frustrating uh, some people might uh, have uh, frustrating uh, creative struggles and things like that I try not to tend to dwell on that as much uh, I kind of just go with the the flow uh, kind of move with uh, the, the ideas as they come to me um, sometimes I will even be working on something for hours until I even get something that remotely kind of uh, fits what I've been looking for and sound sound is very important uh, the sound you're always going to be looking for some sort of sound sound in a synthesizer or maybe like a piano or something like that that uh, you always kind of chase that thing that you're looking for um, for me when I first started the mother 32 was one of those sounds that I I, uh, I just I heard it the first time and I, I couldn't I couldn't get enough of it and that's kind of what led me to wanting to be uh, interested in synthesis analog synthesizers and such so um, just a taste of the mother 32 real quick It's kind of uh, backed with a little bit of reverb in the background. That's actually coming from the mixer. Uh, if I wanted to go even bigger with that, I can even go into my Big Sky and I can pull out some really deep effects. As you can hear, that's much deeper. Uh, the Big Sky Reverb is one of my favorite. I've been using that on all my uh, songs. Uh, there's some presets on there that I particularly like. Uh, there's one called Nimbus, and it's really, really deep and heavy. I mean, you can go as far as cranking it all the way up. And uh, just by listening to it on the Sub 37 here for a minute, it's really, really deep. It's almost mysterious. But it can be overwhelming, so we'll go ahead and turn that about halfway down. Now, uh, I'm not professional in music or anything like that. I never even took a lesson. I mean, I, the only thing I know is kind of like where middle C is, uh, what a full step and a half step is. Uh, besides that, I just kind of uh, play around and at first it can be discouraging because your idea is that you, you know, you hear somebody playing a piano and it's like, wow, I wish I could do that. Um, so when you play for the first time, it doesn't really connect because you're seeing something that you're not necessarily good at, I guess. So by practicing just going up and down on certain keys you kind of get to know where the placement is that's really important in my perspective to find out where where the keys lie and where they have their tone and their sound and everything just by going up and down my keyboard you can kind of get the idea
those are uh, all full steps. Now, if you wanted to go a half step up, it would sound like this, and I'll put the the full step first, half step, and we'll we'll go from there. As you can hear, it's a little bit more dramatic. It's a little bit uh, different. The the black keys on the keyboard sometimes have that dramatic sound that, that adds, uh, you know, kind of like a question to the to uh, what you're trying to play. It's 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 interesting. It's very deep, but not all the time will it work though. Sometimes you might hit two keys and they just absolutely, you know, they they don't sound good together. although still very interesting. Anyway, I guess uh, the, the, the topic of this, uh, I guess I'm kind of getting off topic, but uh, like I said, what's life in space? Um, and honestly, that's a question I think I'm going to uh, look into every episode. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the, the foreword for the entire podcast that I have here. Uh, it'll always be a question in the back of my mind, what is life in space? And that's what's interesting about the topic. Uh, that's why I named it Life in Space, because it, it's always something I can come back to. It always gives me a question that I can ask, even though sometimes I don't know the answers to it. Uh, and throughout this podcast, uh, there will be different topics I might go through. Uh, not always just synthesizers, uh, but I might talk about just life things in general. Uh, this is kind of a place where I can uh, imagine where I can come to and just be uh, creative, uh, you know, maybe say some things that uh, maybe uh, I was thinking about throughout the day, uh, if I can remember them. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's the fun of it. Uh, podcasting, I haven't even tried it. This is my first time, like I said. Uh, and uh, honestly, it's kind of one of those things that once you start it, it grows in your head. You can't stop thinking about it. You just want to go and do another one and another one and another one. Uh, so it's kind of cool. And with this setup, uh, I mean, it, it is it is really neat to have a, a good setup that uh, you can um, uh, fully work with. Uh, it's got capabilities to handle several different instruments, including the microphone, and you can kind of like almost create like your own little story uh, in a sense. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times I'll just start playing on the sub 37, just randomly kind of doing something. Maybe sometimes it doesn't go anywhere, but, uh, you know, just kind of working melodies and... And uh, even sometimes when you think it's, it's not, uh, it's still good practice. Practice always works out very well. If you uh, try something the first time, you know, uh, it, it's brand new. You don't really understand what's happening. Uh, when I first started doing this, uh, I, I was on the uh, the verge of kind of trying to figure out what I was doing. 
whether it was uh, worth my time investing into, you know, twisting knobs and getting different sounds and things like that. And for some people it is. Uh, and for some people, they just want to create, they just want to make music. They just, they're like uh, the creators of trying to, you know, make something interesting. Uh, so sometimes those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. Uh, are you in this, you know, as a, uh, as a, as a hobbyist or are you in this as a creator? Uh, someone who's trying to push some ideas or something that they are trying to create that anybody can, well, some people can relate to. Not everything is going to be relatable, but, uh, sometimes you create something that is very, very unique and you, you kind of hope that uh, people would get the idea, but uh, a lot of times they might be thinking something totally different, and that's the fun of it. The fun is always doing something that someone can then make up their own story about. And I find that that's always the case when it comes to modular synthesizers and, and uh, electronic gear like this. The thing I like about the Korg monologue is it's very mysterious as well. Uh, it has a distinct sound. Um, I, I noticed that there's some things I can do on this that I just can't get out of a Moog synthesizer. Uh, that's good and bad, but uh, the great thing about it is that it's got kind of like its own personality. Uh, it's very interesting. You can create a lot of very nice high tonal frequencies with it. Uh, with an incredible LFO. I mean, the thing on this LFO has got a range like no other. I mean, as you can hear, it is incredibly interesting sounding. It's a very almost like metallic and that uh, that's one of my favorite things about this synthesizer yeah, it's very unique uh, and of course you know uh, Moog products are very deep the filters are very very smooth that's one thing I like about Moog products uh, as you can hear. I mean, it's so smooth. Deep. Aggressive. And overall, just very, very fun. But speaking about uh, products and like uh, branding and stuff like that, I, I, I'm not necessarily uh, a brand type kind of guy. Like, I mean, I do like specific uh, makers, uh, but really, I mean, there's so many great different instruments out there that uh, are very, very impressive. Uh, I know that they're making a lot of new digital uh, synthesizers now that have really, really mind-blowing effects. Uh, and uh, very, very deep progressions. I, I know this wave state is this new thing. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's been around for a while, uh, but they have almost gotten to a point where they perfected these synthesizers 
and they are just so useful now. They are so uh, in-depth, and they almost have uh, the characteristics of an analog synthesizer mixed with digital uh, flavor, you know, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But uh, overall, I just like having fun. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. Um, and space is something that I like to theme a lot of my music around. Again, like what is life in space? Uh, space, you know, obviously, if you were to think about it, it's an empty void out there in the universe. Uh, very mysterious. Uh, we don't know everything about it. There's a lot of things that are very interesting about it, but there's also a lot of things that uh, we have undiscovered. And that's kind of like, I guess, the theme that I like to stick with. Uh, I even call some of my music sound space. I know they have a soundscape. There's a category called soundscapes. But uh, I kind of like the idea of a sound space, something really deep, something meaningful, something that, uh, you know, is never been heard. I guess I try to go for things that I have never heard before, something different. Uh, a lot of my songs, you know, you can hear one and, and, and then hear another, and it's completely uh, a different take on something. And that's kind of nice, you know, to keep a variety. Uh, variety is really, really nice, especially when you're creating. Uh, if all your songs sound the same, then, you know, it kind of sounds like you're just doing remixes or, you know, of the, the same thing. Now, it's okay to keep the same theme, uh, in my opinion. Uh, keep the theme going, but uh, try something new. Try something different. Uh, maybe, you know, if you're using the same instruments, uh, go into an initial preset and just start working some new things. So, like, if I were to go to an initial preset on this, well, let me take down the reverb just a little. It's, it's very basic. Uh, and, again, that sounds really good. Uh, I'm not knocking it at all. You know, I mean, even just a basic start sounds really good. Well, even though, I mean, there's reverb on it. If you want to listen to it without reverb, this is what it's going to sound like. There's still something on there. Let me see. All right, let's try this now. That's very, very basic. And in some cases, you're going to want to go very, very dry to the bone like this. You're going to hear the very, very beginnings of what the sound is going to sound like. And then as you manipulate it, like let's say we're going to take the cut off and go down, kind of like fades out a little bit. Maybe we'll add some resonance to it, make it kind of sound a little interesting. Kind of adds a little characteristic to it. Now let's see. We're using the oscillator one. Let's go from... Let's try like a triangle. Let's go to square. Mm. 
And so just by shaping it, you can already, you know, tell it's a little different. Uh, let's see. Let's add a second oscillator. Let's get some interesting vibes going with that. Change the octave. It sounds more fat now. And see, all we did was just move a couple things around, and now it's a completely different sound. So if I wanted to go back with my reverb, it's going to take on a whole new personality. I like to say that uh, reverb is a synthesizer's best friend. I'll tell you that uh, you can really create an atmospheric sound with reverb. And then uh, maybe even throw in a little bit of delay. That's always interesting. Check this out. Actually, that's the wrong one. I like this one specifically. It's a ping pong delay. You can hear my voice. Sounds interesting. It's kind of cool, uh, but for the podcast purpose, I will go ahead and turn that down on my voice because it sounds weird. I mean, it's actually pretty cool, but for listening purposes, it probably sounds very weird. You might even hear that on the uh, microphone, I do have a slight live sound on it, uh, a little bit of reverb. It's kind of dry without it. Maybe in the future episodes, if, uh, if it bothers you or something like that, just let me know. I can always take it down or even turn it off. Um, but where were we here? Creating a patch by scratch. <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, you know, let's throw in some feedback. Maybe that'll sound cool. Kind of has a more strong sounding effect to it, so that's kind of cool. And of course, you know, if you want to even shape them more, you can adjust the attack, decay, sustain. It almost kind of sounds like a horn now. That's kind of neat. But anyway, you know, the sky's the limit. And uh, space, there's a lot of limit. Lots of space out there, I'll tell you that. Whoever thinks about space, huh? I think we all do. 
but uh, this is just the beginning, you know. I mean, there's a lot of cool things you can do with these synthesizers. Not just uh, messing with knobs, but uh, a whole lot more. You're talking about modifications, uh, you know, pitch, pitch adjustments, uh, filter adjustments. I mean, you can really make this thing, you know, sing, I'll tell you that. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to create a filter uh, modification and sync it to the tempo. It kind of makes a really interesting kind of... Uh, connection with you know if your arpeggiator is running at a certain bpm you can kind of get it tuned to the lfo rate and it sounds really nice <laughs> and that's uh that's by syncing your lfo rate with your arpeggiator. So, uh, so for instance, if I wanted to go to like 120 BPM, it's going to change with my modification. I imagine that's good for uh, if you're trying to uh, play at a certain BPM. It keeps your LFO uh, kind of in tune, and that is good. I, I imagine if you're playing live or something like that, and everybody's trying to keep a specific BPM. Uh, I, on the other hand, I am a lone uh, artist. Uh, I do a lot of my work in machine, and all of my equipment is ran through a I connect MIDI plus four and that allows me to write music on the machine with all of my equipment. Now this took me a while to figure out. Uh, I've actually done everything that I know, everything that I've learned on my own. Uh, it just takes a little bit of figuring out, you know, every little detail or every little option, you know, is always interesting to go into and look into. Uh, and at first it can be confusing especially if you are just getting into this. So learning a program or learning some sort of digital audio workstation is always a plus. That might be the one thing that you look into first before you get into hardware stuff. Uh, I, on the other hand, went straight to the hardware stuff after using software many, many, many years ago. And so I had to relearn a lot of things, uh, even just to record stuff. You know, uh, applications can be pricey, uh, even starting at a very basic level. I mean, uh, Ableton, I believe, if you just get the basic, is like $100. Uh, and again, that only gives you so many tracks to work with. If you work with a grand master of tracks, a lot of tracks, uh, then you will have to upgrade. These are things that some people might not keep in mind uh, when they first get into it. So there's certain things to look out for. Now, I'm not saying that uh, you're always looking over your shoulders all the time, you know, when you're getting into something. Uh, but 
even when I first started, I got a drum set. I was thinking I was going to become a drummer. And I ordered a drum set online. It was 500 bucks. I was excited. I only got the drums. It didn't come with hardware. It didn't come with anything else. So always keep in mind, there's always things that are extra. That's just a little, I guess, side note that I uh, talk about. Uh, it's not necessarily to discourage anybody. Uh, it is just something to keep in mind. Now, when you get confident enough to actually create music and stuff, you will want to share it with people. That is always fun. Now, there's a lot of different things to go out there and uh, you post your music to. Uh, and there are a lot of free websites as well. Uh, you know, there's SoundCloud, there's Bandcamp. Actually, Bandcamp might be one of the most free ones because I believe there is no limit on how much you can upload there, although it's kind of a uh, not as wide-range platform. I, I do have a Bandcamp, but I don't use it that often. Uh, sometimes I will post my music to iTunes, Spotify, uh, and other services. I, I do use a service. Uh, it is a free service. Um, that is online. Uh, it's called Amuse.io. It's pretty decent. Uh, they are selective, though, on what they post. So I have had content declined, uh, probably being due to being too long. So that's also something that is just another side note that I know about. Uh, they sometimes are selective with what they want to post, unless you have a pay service. Uh, pay services are going to let you do whatever you want. So, and this podcast, by the way, is on SoundCloud. Uh, I have a pro account on there, and then I can uh, send my uh, podcast through SoundCloud, which will be available on iTunes, Spotify, and also Google Play. So, most of the platforms that you get your podcast from, this will be available on there too. Uh, so, you can listen to that on your, uh, you know, even on the apps on your Android or Apple phone. But uh, again, uh, I guess I come back to the same question that not even I can answer is what is life in space? <laughs> and I guess that's something that we'll just have to uh, go episode by episode. And um, uh, this is also kind of a chronicle of things that I want to talk about about my life and also uh, with music. Uh, not necessarily just pertaining to music, but just life things in general. Those are always interesting. Uh, sometimes things don't always go our way, and that is something that is we have to kind of work through. Uh, life can be strange sometimes. Uh, so we'll keep that in mind for future episodes. Uh, I also have a Discord channel. Uh, if there's any topics that you want me to kind of go over or talk about, it's a very, very new Discord channel. Um, so there's not very many people on there, but I do have a few friends on there. Uh, Mr. Basic, shout out to him. Uh, we did a cool podcast that was actually episode two. Uh, you can find the original one on his YouTube channel. If you go to Mr. Basic on YouTube, uh, he actually has the original interview and he's got a lot of really cool content as well. Uh, check out his live streams. Uh, he's got a lot of really interesting uh, theories on music, uh, you know, technology and music. Uh, he even does his own little jams and uh, talks about a lot of cool things, what it's like to be on YouTube and now on Twitch. 
Uh, so Twitch is something that uh, he's exploring, and it sounds pretty cool. Uh, you can just go on there and do live stuff and just kind of rift and go with it. So that's kind of neat, uh, something to look into. Uh, I'm also on every other platform. I mean, you're talking YouTube. Uh, I'm on, jeez, uh, I don't know, everything you can possibly think of. A lot of my music is out there. Uh, just search Audio Surgeon. That's A-U-D-I-O-S-E-R-G-E-O-N. Um, I do uh, songs. I do sometimes live stuff. There's some live shows on there on my YouTube as well. Um, but right now I'm going to focus on this podcast. This podcast is going to be kind of like my, my new thing here. Since I got my studio set up completely the way that I want it, uh, everything is working the way I want it to. And trust me, it took a while to get it to work that way. Uh, these... Um, these uh, machines or hardware instruments and software and all that stuff to finally fine-tune everything in the way that I want it can take a while. <laughs> uh, unless, you know, you're a professional and you know exactly what you're doing, I guess, or if you've gone to school and you spend years and years and years to learn all this stuff. Um, unlike me, I am completely self-taught. I have not taken one class. I've done some YouTube learning, uh, but even stuff on YouTube, you cannot learn everything. Uh, there are a lot of things you're just going to have to figure out on your own. And that's what I've done. I've figured out everything that I need to know on this all on my own. And that's uh, something to, I guess, be proud of. I, you know, it's, it's an accomplishment for me to have learned all this. Um, I mean, going way back into like 2004 or maybe even earlier, I remember the first time I worked with FL Studios. And that was a mind-blowing program at the time. It was really cool. I didn't know what a hardware synthesizer was at that time. You know, the only thing I knew about music was maybe some of the classic rock songs from, you know, back in the day that, you know, uh, some people would, uh, you know, consider Pink Floyd uh, classic rock. And uh, I remember a lot of students were listening to that when I was in high school. And uh, this FL Studios was a very interesting thing for me. Uh, I learned uh, mostly piano roll uh, like how to work a piano roll on a DAW uh, or using like a uh, step pattern. Uh, you have your step pattern with your drums and, you know, your sequencer and all that on there. But uh, when you're working with the real stuff, it, it, it's it just it, you get that self-gratification of actually using the hardware. And that is something that I, I, I always wanted, you know, even back in the day when I first had FL Studios, I wanted a professional keyboard. I, I got myself a MIDI keyboard. Just a basic Edderall. I think it was a PCR uh, 80 or something like that. And it was just a basic MIDI keyboard. And that thing was really cool too. But unfortunately, again, I, I lacked music <laughs> skills, I guess you could say. So it was just kind of like a cheap trick. It was kind of fun to play with. But I never actually written it a whole lot of great things back then. A lot of my music back then is very simple. It's very basic, uh, very uh, mundane and repetitive. Uh, so I try to venture out and create new things that are interesting. Uh, so when I work with a pattern, I try to manipulate it. Maybe I cut the filter in and out or maybe some extra things that sound cool. I'll layer on top. Now with a multi-track recorder uh, that I have now, I can actually go back and I can record things without having to overdub or you know getting distortion because um, the last mixer I had, was only a stereo channel mixer and when you record back on top of it it records everything that you're monitoring on top of itself which creates a lot of distortion or just you know the volumes aren't right uh so 
this thing is pretty cool. You can uh, go back and add a different track. If I just wanted to add a different sound on top of uh, my other previous tracks, I can do that as well. But uh, anyway, like I said, this is, uh, let's see, episode three, What is Space? We've already gone over that. And uh, this is just kind of like my beginning to the, the podcasting world, I guess. So um, production is kind of what I've been doing. Production is like the thing that uh, I, that gives me the satisfaction the most. And uh, when using that in, in my uh, in my genre of space, I like to uh, again create things that are very open, very wide, uh, big. Uh, you know, it's kind of like an idea. We don't really know what's you know so you can't really hear anything in space but this is kind of like the perception that i get about it and production uh, i always look at what i produce is related or tailored kind of to that theme i guess i mean i, I don't have to but it, it's kind of nice to have a theme uh and scound, uh, soundscaping as well that's kind of cool uh you know if all else fails soundscape you know you can do a lot of really cool deep sounds and manipulate those or even take like a, a pattern like even off my Korg. Let me see here. This one is from a, a song I made called B 2.0. I guess I kind of figured uh, it's like a second installment of the B. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's slow. It's calm. And it's just overall just satisfying, you know, listening to it. It doesn't get super annoying at first, I guess. But if you've been listening to it for a few hours, maybe it does. But if I just kind of open and close a filter, it, it sounds really, really cool. So we'll start off real low. And again, it's just a real simple pattern. And you can even just kind of soundscape with it as well. Or, if you want to take your soundscapes to a whole new level, you can even um, uh, create uh, you know, a bass line or a track for it. So if we go ahead and come in like this, transition that back and forth creates a real interesting mood is real deep so if you're playing this on a big system you'll really feel it it's 
one of the things I really dig about this sub 37. You can go real low. And then we come back to the melody that I'm playing on here. You can cut it down. Kind of have a fade out. And it's like creating a landscape. Then it fades out. <laughs> and uh it's just fun, you know. Uh a lot of my influences even from when I was younger, uh I don't know if any of you've uh, watched Bob Ross, but Bob Ross is really interesting. Uh I kind of look at making music in that kind of way. Uh you're kind of creating layers. Uh you know, you start off with the background, it's maybe dark background and then you put light on top of it the colors get brighter and brighter so I mean there's really no right or wrong when you're starting off something if you want to write it with the bass line first you can do that or you can go with the melody some people like to do drums first uh, I tend to do drums a little bit later I kind of like to work on the melodies more it kind of makes the concrete for the rest of your song I think that's just my my observation. I, I know that a lot of the songs that I've created are just kind of like a melody, and then I work with it, make that melody sing with the rest of the music, and uh, then kind of go in with like maybe a bass or some sort of other layer. Now this one is really deep. This is one of my presets. I wanted something so low that you couldn't go any lower. In fact, well, you can, so that's a stupid question. Actually, it's a stupid statement. I can go even lower. I mean, it's ridiculous. I might even be able to go one more lower. It's almost to where it's just a bunch of clicks. Kind of a cool effect though, I mean, if you wanted to make an effect or something. Go higher. But that's one of my favorite ones I use, so uh, a lot of my music I have that bass in it. It's really cool. And of course, uh, one thing that I kind of want to work more with, uh, my Mother 32s, I, I kind of just like them the way they sound in, in most cases. In fact, a lot of the previous uh, work that I've done, uh, they're all just Mother 32 sounds. And these things have some really interesting values, especially when you're using the um, patch bays. Uh, again, like I said, I like them kind of on the uh, on their own, and this is basically just the sound of the Mother 32 on its own, with reverb, of course. Ooh, 
what I'm doing there. I'm just playing the sound and I'm just increasing the LFL rate. Kind of gives it some personality. Now, if I didn't want that, I can just turn that off. Then I can adjust maybe like the filters and whatnot. Increase the resonance. It's really interesting on this. Let me turn down the VCA. kind of more basic um let me take the reverb off now you can hear it with just on its you know the way it's supposed to sound one last adjustment hold on now that must be it it's quite an interesting sound now let's hear that with that LFO again. <laughs> but fairly dry without any kind of reverb again. Like I said, uh, reverb is always your synthesizer's best friend. Just adds more depth perception it's kind of like seeing things in 2d and then seeing it in 3d am i right well anyway i'm at that point of the show where i'm just kind of ranting i'm just kind of like talking about stuff uh nonsense just synth stuff i guess that makes sense uh when i'm not playing synthesizers i do enjoy playing a good game once in a while uh, I think that video games have definitely gone to a new level in today's time than they were back in the early 90s or even the late 80s or mid 80s or whatever. Uh, so games have gotten a lot more complicated than uh, since I remember, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, a lot of these games will try to suck you in with a lot of dumb things now where you have to like collect certain things in order to progress or what they call that uh tiers yeah you go up in a tier and stuff and um uh, sometimes even when i play a game i even wonder why you know i'm kind of like feeling like i'm wasting my time <laughs> and uh when you're you're working with music and stuff uh sometimes it can feel like that but at the same time you know really you know you're you're working on something that uh you know in the future you'll get better at uh, hopefully and so i never look at it as a waste of time but sometimes it can feel like it but i think video game playing is even a bigger waste of time even though i still like to play <laughs> some games uh you know especially those fps games uh, call of duty is kind of fun uh, you know, there's a, a whole ton of other types of uh, video games. I don't know, like Diablo is kind of cool. Mario, Nintendo. Nintendo is always one of my go-tos, but uh, recently I've been kind of dropping out of that. You know, uh, once in a while I get into it. They they kind of make a new Zelda or something like that. That's kind of cool. I thought the last one was pretty good, but enough of that. Moving on to a new topic. No, I'm just joking. I'm just talking about synthesizers. It's really not a new topic. It's just what I've been talking about. 
And again, what is life in space? A question not even I can answer. Maybe some of you can answer. I don't know. Maybe not. This is just your interpretation of it. And uh, this is, uh, I, I'd, I'd imagine it's a good start. Uh, so I'm going to work on that question. Maybe over a long time, this podcast, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping I do this for a long time whenever I can do it. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of doing it in my spare time. There are no set schedules right now. Maybe if I do enough of these, there will be. Maybe if you have ideas, there will be. Maybe if people want to interview or be interviewed, maybe. So only you can answer those questions. I can't, I, I guess. Well, maybe I can, but again, I'm kind of crossing my mind. This is kind of annoying. But that's why mixing is cool because you kind of cross channels and different things. You can fade things in and out. So maybe that's why I kind of go back and forth and I can't make up my mind about that because mixing is a lot of fun too. Just a mixer on its own is kind of like an instrument. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening on there. Yet it's also simplified you know you have a track for every individual instrument maybe every line input for your instrument uh, a microphone uh, the thing i like about this mixer is i have stereo inputs so if i'm coming from my big sky right over there i have a stereo input and now you hear everything in stereo coming out of that uh big sky let's let's go ahead and uh let, let's go let's get some reverb reverb time we might do that from time to time reverb time you know that 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 sounds kind of fun i can just kind of go into it whoa reverb all right enough of being retarded uh anyway you shouldn't use that word but uh anyway uh this is very interesting I really don't know what I'm doing now. I'm just kind of like going, going for it. So cool. I mean, if you made it to the end or not the end, maybe it's not the end. Uh, if you made it this far, then uh, uh, good for you. This is, this is, it, it can be a lot for some people to uh, get into a, a good podcast or a, a conversation or even hear what anybody has to say. Uh, from what I hear, that podcasting can be kind of one of those things where you just never have anybody listen to it, but I don't care. I'm doing it for my own. I'm having a lot of fun. So that's all that matters. If I wasn't having fun or if I wasn't doing it for the right reasons, I think I would just go to the store, you know, maybe get something to eat or whatever. But uh, this is, it's kind of cool, you know, talking, maybe talking too much but uh just talking by myself it's kind of cool i can hear myself in headphones it sounds funny uh, again uh, i have uh just started doing this so i have to get used to what i'm doing maybe i'm breathing too much on the microphone you can hear my nose uh those are things i'm gonna have to work on so synth synthesizers it's so satisfying 
and yet sometimes you might not know what to do with it. Does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. Just listening to it, you can meditate to it probably, I don't know. Let's see what else I got in here. Again, I'm on the, the Korg right now. I'm not on the Sub-37. This one's kind of cool. It sounds like a, like a satellite in space, if space had sound. Or like a Morse code. I guess that's probably where people pick that idea up from this, I guess. That's coming from the sequencer, so let's crank up the tempo. Who knows? What is it saying? I don't know. Who cares? Maybe I'll go through some presets sometime, too. I mean, if anybody likes these presets, I can always uh, do something where I can uh, post these somewhere if that's a thing. I don't Maybe it is. I don't know. Hopefully that's loud enough. I don't know if it's loud enough to really hear 100%. I, I mean, my volume for my microphone's up more, so that way you can hear me, but some of the sounds if they're a little low let me know i mean listen to the podcast and tell me this one's kind of cool it kind of reminds me of zelda like a really mysterious zelda I mean, if they're mysterious, I don't know. And then sometimes just kind of like, uh, you know, jamming or riffing or whatever you might call it on the keyboard is kind of fun too uh again i'm not like you know uh a real keyboard player but you know just kind of going up and down keys you know um just going one key at a time just you know go fast or slow or whatever and then mix it up maybe go up and down like go up first and then go down and then go back up them down you kind of got to be creative with that if you can't move it around and kind of like you know make your own thing up then it gets boring real real fast then again who wrote that I don't know I mean I just did it right now crazy really interesting sometimes you make something it's just really really interesting and that's kind of the whole moral of everything is to make it interesting 
Now, I'm, I'm not here to teach you how to do music or anything, but for me, if it's not interesting, I don't care. Now, don't make it too interesting. I mean, if it sounds like a bunch of garbly garbage, you know, then uh, forget it. You know, I'll be totally zoned out. There's no reason. This one I call Doorbell. Sounds like one of those cheap doorbells you can buy that you glue to your front door. And I guess it should sound like it. I made it sound like it. Sometimes things are planned. That one was planned. That one wasn't. This one is not planned. Sometimes you can just discover things by accident and it, it becomes really weird. Boy, I'm going to go throw my presets in my first show almost, so I, I guess I got to make more. But, uh, I mean, I'm not quite all the way through them. I'm sure I'm going to make a whole lot more. But uh, these are just a few of them. I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but it's kind of fun. I figured this is the part of the podcast where I do stuff like this just to have fun and to explore stuff that I've done in the past. Sometimes you go back into your synth and you find things. You're like, whoa, I forgot I did that. And don't forget to name them. I uh, I didn't name any of my presets for a while. They were all called in the INT, initiate whatever preset, and it, it gets very frustrating. You can never find them ever again. You'll just kind of go through them and be like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Uh, name them. Uh, give them personalities. You know, make up stuff. And that's kind of, uh, you know, helps you remember what you were doing or maybe, like, gives you an idea what it could be used for. Like, this one is completely weird. I don't know why I called it this, but it's called uh, Jeff Tugan. I, I don't know. It's just something that doesn't make sense. It's a human name, by the way. And why? I, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Could it be used for something? Probably not. It's a little too weird doesn't musically incline very well with anything that I'm doing, at least. That one's kind of cool. Now, you can always uh, do what they call a key trigger, which I can take a sequence, and every key that I push, I can just move it around. Now, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of keyboards have that. The, the monologue has on the right side of it, underneath the tempo, a key trigger. So that's kind of handy, you know, if you're trying to just make stuff up. It's good for ideas, I guess. Uh, now, let me see, going to the sub-37, I guess. Uh, you can make your own sequences, too, on this thing. So let me see. <laughs> Let me find something that I can kind of play with. I guess this will do. So if we go to the pattern area of the sub 37, 
which is the bottom lower left area. Let me see, we can actually record our own. So let me see here, if I go to sequence, no, wrong one, okay, let me see here. Again, uh, I, I really need to work on my sub 37 skills. This is something that uh, will definitely benefit me in the future, huh? Let me see here, oh, okay, record. Now let me see if I hit some keys. All right, there we go. Now let's see if we can hit sequence, if that'll work. Okay, wait, I have to turn it on, duh. Now this is kind of interesting, right? Kind of gives you that Pink Floyd vibe maybe, I don't know. cool thing about this you actually have a range button up here so if I want to go even higher it plays another range of what I just put in plus one let's go plus two let's go even more and with a little bit of imagination imagine you could come up with like you know your own story to that I guess and now I'm just kind of playing the keyboard with it now what am I trying to tell you um, I don't really know is it useful maybe not if you don't have a sub 37 I guess uh, is it useful for anything I, I imagine everything is useful for something even if learning something you don't know or just listening to somebody talk about something you don't know, and maybe it sparks interest, I guess. I mean, what's not interesting about this, I guess, right? Maybe this is more interesting than me. I mean, who knows? Uh, listening to something can take your mind off of things, and that's always cool. Let me know if you like when I kind of like do stuff like this. Maybe I could just do a whole episode on patching something from scratch. That'd be really interesting. But anyway... Looking at the clock on the wall, looks like it's time to wrap this episode up. Uh, it's been kind of fun. I've been uh, learning even more about like myself, I guess, and uh, enjoying doing this. Uh, I'm kind of loosening up a little bit. So hopefully the new episodes in the future will be even cooler. Um, again, all my uh, podcasts will be available on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, it's probably on SoundCloud. That's where I'm hosting it. 
check out uh, Mr. Basic. Uh, check out my channels. Uh, I'm sure there'll be links on my SoundCloud or if you go anywhere else my stuff is, they're all there too. So anyway, with no further, let me see here, ado or whatever you might call it. Let me see. Where's my mouse? I will play you out with something I created. It was probably like five days ago. And then let me see here. All right, enjoy.